Welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I live in Seattle, and I basically consider it my hometown at this point. My co-host, Tiffany Parks, lives abroad in Rome. She's been there now for over 15 years. And this show began in Rome, when I moved abroad and lived there for just one year, on Tiffany's street. But we go way back. I met her on the school bus in sixth grade. If you're curious about moving abroad, or currently live abroad, or maybe you just absolutely love Italy, or love contemplating and exploring the big themes of life, well, you've come to the right place. Don't be afraid to dig around in the archives, even as far back as episode one. We're on a journey here, and you will not regret it. Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from our listeners. This week, I want to thank those of you who sent us a gift for the holidays. It meant the world to us. Thank you, Drek and Michael C., and Susan, and Anna, and Eula, and Barbara, and Michael W., and Lynn, and Nick. And welcome to Tina and Jennifer, who recently joined us on Patreon. If you want to donate to the show, you can find links in the show notes. And for all of you I just named, watch those mailboxes. You'll be getting a handwritten thank you note and some thank you gifts very soon. Now, on with the show. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And we have made it to 2021. Happy New Year, everyone. (laughs) Happy New Year. We're actually recording this slightly before 2020 (laughs) is over. As I said that, I thought, with the year, kind of year this is, what if I don't make it into 2021? <laughs> and I just said, what if the world ends like tomorrow night? <laughs> yeah. And I just said, we made it. And everyone's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> we are so close, though. We are so close. We're so close. Let's assume we made it into 2021. So happy new year. And yes, indeed. And of course, this is our annual New Year's resolution show where we reflect on the resolutions that we made last year, see if we accomplished them, and then make the new ones for next for this year, I guess, for 2021. So first we shall do the review. And I pulled tape from last year's show. And I guess I must have gone first last year because my two resolutions are first. So we're listening back to us promising what we're going to do. And then we're going to say whether or not we actually did it. And as you may recall, that many of my resolutions, if not all, are usually accomplishable in a day, just because I prefer to be done with my resolution early and quick. Okay, so let's hear the first one. I, I am going to keep the drink on fire on the list to try to find a better drink on fire. Okay. I don't think it will ever live up to what I had in my mind, but we'll see. We'll find out. Oh, the drink on fire. I'd almost forgotten the drink on fire. I know you did it in 2019. Did you get a second drink on fire in 2020? I identified where I was going to get the drink on fire. But then the shutdown happened. Uh So I confirmed with the bartender that he could make me something like I was thinking. Where, you know, the fire swoops through the glass and there's a big display. But I never had a chance to actually get it. (laughs) So 
Katie. That's a fail. You had two full months there, at least two months, two, two, two and a half months. Oh, I know. My problem was I had a friend who wanted to go with me and mm. I could have gotten it the night I established that this bartender knew what he was doing. I could have just done it then. Well, if this teaches us anything, it's that if you have an opportunity to uh, scratch that resolution off your list, you should you should take that opportunity immediately, seize it, because you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> yes. I do have a picture that you could post of that bartender making the drink that I would have had. <laughs> All right. I'll, yeah. I guess we'll take it. That's a fine lesson. That's a fine lesson, though. Don't put it off. Okay. Let's hear your second resolution. I think I'm going to go try skeet shooting this year. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> what's skeet shooting? Okay. They fire a disc into the air and then people shoot at it with rifles. Okay. It's that. <laughs> it's that. Okay. Did you go skeet shooting, Katie, in 2020? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think this year is going to be a big pass for everybody on their New Year's resolutions. Um, I know. I mean, I'm sure some people did accomplish certain resolutions, especially if they were like home-based <laughs> resolutions. But I think that the exciting, fun, new things to try out in the world type resolutions that you tend to do are not, unless you did them in January or February, are not really going to be possible this year. Yes. Yes. That's a big fail on both my resolutions. But it's not your fault. I don't even know that I'm going to keep them on the list for next year. Maybe it's just they weren't meant to happen. What if 2020 happened because those two resolutions were not supposed to happen? <laughs> you never know. What if what if it happened because like there was some freak skeet shooting accident or drink on fire accident that you could have, you know, could have ended up being an enormous <laughs> catastrophe. I mean, I, I, hard to see how it would have been a worse catastrophe than the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's unlikely. We don't know how the world works, though. You never know. So... The year before, because I get to listen back as I pull these goals or these uh, resolutions. So the year prior to 2020 was the first time I believe in recollection since this show began six and a half years ago when you had accomplished all of your goals. Is that true? I accomplished all of them? 2019. Wow, I had a good year. And we had decided that the magic formula was because you had pared it down a little bit mm. and only done four goals. Because I usually have like 10. Yeah. I'm very ambitious. Yeah. So in 2019, you did only four and you accomplished them all. And so in 2020, you had more, but we decided that you were going to limit it to four on the show. Uh -huh. And so these are the four that you talked about. So okay. I will play you your first resolution. I want to socialize more. Ooh. I want to go out, not just with my husband, you know, with girlfriends or with my husband and other friends once a month. So that was your first. Well, how do you think that that went, Katie? <laughs> the good well, thing is that I, I only said once a month, which is really not that much. And if you, um, if you break it down, not by month, but like if you average it out over the whole year, I probably socialized 12 times during the year. But they were just more often, you know, in the time that Italy was not locked down. So over the summer, I socialized quite a bit more and in the, you know, in the early fall. So I may have gone out 14 times. It was generally a one-on-one -on -one sort of a thing with just one girlfriend or at most two girlfriends. Although we have had a couple of friends over uh, to our apartment when it was obviously safe to do so. So I, 
I'm not going to sit and count all up all the times, but I would guess I socialized with someone other than my husband at least 12 times. So maybe I should give myself a yes. I don't know. Yeah, the intention held is what you're saying. Yeah. Like you actively tried to be more social. I did. I did. You know, obviously there were times when that wasn't possible, but, you know, I still made an effort when it was possible. So I guess that's a, like a maybe a half. We'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Okay. All right. Let's listen to number two. Number two, I want to meditate daily. Or, you know, obviously I say daily. I don't mean it has to be 365 days or 366 this year. Obviously, there are going to be times when you don't fit it in. Okay. So that was kind of a meditate daily, but backpedal real quick. I'm not going to do it every day. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, because everyone has off days. But um I was really good on meditation during the, you know, main lockdown that Italy had in March, April, and the beginning of May. And I did meditate every single day, I would say. During that six, let's say two-month period, I did. And then as my days started to be a little bit more varied and I could go out and I could do things and I had fewer hours at home to fill, it became less of a priority. And I also have to say, I was very strict with myself during lockdown about getting up early and keeping a really strict rhythm, especially because my son was not in school and I felt that it was important for him to have, you know, a consistent rhythm. And by the summer, that fell apart. I stopped giving him reading and writing lessons. I stopped getting up early. I started sleeping later and later in the day. And I mean, not that late, because obviously I have to get up for him, but I was no longer getting up an hour or more before he was, which is really the only time that I had to meditate. For me, meditation only feels natural in the morning. To sit down and meditate in the middle of the day, sure, you can do it, but it just feels weird to me. So I'll I'll give myself a quarter of a point for that, not even half a point, because I didn't do it even half of the year. I would say I did it for about a quarter of the year. <laughs> and I haven't been doing it lately, so maybe I should give myself zero points for that. No, I'll give you a quarter. I'll, I'll be generous. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be generous. But I loved it when I was doing it, and it made me feel so good when I was doing it. So I want to get back into it. Here is your number three. I want to listen to more music. Very simple. I could have made more of an effort on that. I have listened to some, but not definitely not what I was hoping for and planning for. I wanted to kind of go through my whole music collection, and I thought I would sort of organize playlists for myself and get it all to the point where I, I had it at hand, where I could just be like, okay, I want to listen to this type of music. Let me just turn it on, and I didn't do that. So I'm going to give myself zero points for that. That was a fail. Okay, so we've got one accomplished, one quarter points, one fail. All right, here is your last one. I want to read every day, and I'd like to read 20 books. So you want to read every day, and you want to read 20 books during the course of the year. Yeah, you would think that during lockdown and during this stay-at-home year, I could have accomplished that, but I didn't. For some reason, I've had a really hard time reading this year. I started out the year pretty well, and I read a couple books right off the bat, and then I fell very hard into the social media trap this year. I became more reliant or addicted, maybe you could say, (laughs) than ever before. A huge part of that was political. Because of the election, I was constantly looking at Twitter and, you know, all sorts of news organizations as well, but also just just being on social media in general. when When you're using your phone for one thing, whatever it is, it's very easy to then, like, you know, go over and use it for something else. 
being on Instagram or being on Twitter. And so I find with reading, for me personally, it's, it's all about habit. And when I get into the habit of reading, it's just as relaxing to me as watching a movie or scrolling through Twitter. It's just as pleasurable, if not more, obviously, but it's very easy. Whereas when I'm not in the habit, it feels more of a challenge. It doesn't feel like something relaxing. Like sitting on the couch at the end of the day and reading, when I'm in the habit, it's what I look forward to all day. But when I'm not in the habit, it feels like a chore. I don't know if that makes sense. So if you had to guess, how many books would you guess you read this year? Well, I have to say, I have to give thanks to Aurelio, actually, who's in the past two months become a voracious reader in the sense that he likes to be read to and not just picture books, but chapter books. So just in the past month, I've read to him aloud Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, and The Little Prince. Now, those books are quite short, (laughs) but I count them. Hey, they count. Yeah, we also read Secret Garden, which is quite a bit longer. And then I myself read Hamnet, Rules of Civility, and probably... If I had to guess, I would say four other books. So how many is that? That's barely like 10. So no, I didn't get there. And I feel bad because I, I've had years when I've read 50 books. Mm-hmm. So to read barely 10 books and some of those children books is a little bit embarrassing. I often don't count partial books. And maybe I should because I read a lot of books that I don't necessarily finish. But of the ones I actually finished, I read 25 but if I were to actually like sit down and count, you know, how many did I almost finish? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It would be a lot more. I don't know. This year I decided not to give myself credit for abandoning things. Hmm. But the first book I read I counted this year was your book, Saving Caravaggio. Oh. Which, of course, was in its uh, unedited form. So it's in a different form now. But that was the first thing I read in 2020. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, we also had two, we separated out two goals that we had. Not resolutions, two goals that we had. Oh, don't say mind. And you're going to go first. Oh. You're going to go first. I don't want to hear it because I remember what it is. Yep. You're going first. Here it is. Uh, my goal is I would like to get a book deal for my new book. That's it. Didn't I also say something like, I want to finish my book? No. Well, obviously, you would have had to finish it to get the book deal. Yeah. Implied. I haven't listened to this episode since it aired, but I feel like I said, I want to finish my book and if possible, get a book deal. But I get, I mean, I guess... The tape doesn't lie. Of course you want to finish the book and then you want your agent to sell it so that you have a book deal by the end of the end of the year. Yeah. Well, I don't feel like I'm that far off from that, Katie. I finished the book in May. I finished what I felt was the final draft. My agent had other ideas. He gave me a lot of changes. I did massive rewriting on it and I finished another draft, two more drafts by the end of September. He then gave me a few little tweaks, which I don't even consider a new draft. It was really just minor, minor stuff. And I sent that off to him in sometime this fall. I'm not sure exactly when. And we talked about it and he said, okay, it's good to go. And he's waiting for me basically to come up with a full synopsis of book two because we want to try to sell it as a trilogy. Mm -hmm. So um, he had the book in its finished state. I mean, obviously if and when the day comes that it, it's sold, obviously the, the editor will want further changes. So I say final state, but of course it's not the final state, but it's as close as it's going to get for right now. Yes. And he's happy with it, my agent. And so 
he theoretically could have already taken it out on submission if it hadn't been for the fact that he's waiting for me to send him the synopsis of book two. And it's just taking longer than I had thought. Right, because you have to come up with what it's about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have, I'm writing the whole entire plot of another book. And so, you know, maybe, maybe it would have sold if I hadn't had to do that uh, initial step. But, you know, I'm happy with what I accomplished on that book this year. I did a lot of work. It was my, basically my full-time job this year, which is an incredible opportunity. I poured my soul into it. And so I'm, I can't say that I accomplished that goal, but I am very, I feel very close. Okay. And here is mine. I would like to take the Empire Builder, which is a train line, from Seattle to Chicago this year. Uh, Right. Now I remember. So of course, again, that was supposed to happen in July. I had successfully set all the money aside to do it. And of course, we all know what happened. So that did not happen. (laughs) Well, through no fault of your own. Right, right. I could have accomplished it, but I did not because of the pandemic. So which brings us to next year or this year, since it's 2021. (sighs) This year as it is. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Have you made any resolutions for this year, Katie? Boy, I have had a hard time coming up with anything. And I think that is in part because it's very hard to know what this year is going to look like. We just don't know when we'll be able to move around again normally, you know? Mm -hmm. And we don't know, or at least I feel like, I don't know what I'm going to want to do with that freedom when it comes. Mm -hmm. So let's say I did like a resolution like yours that I want to meditate every day. Well, come the end of this pandemic, I'm not going to want to do anything every day. Mm -hmm. I'm going to want to like do something different every day. That's kind of how I feel. So anything that's ritualistic like that is not coming to the foreground for me and then like my resolutions of just doing one thing that you can do in a day even that I'm finding that I can't come up with something that seems fun you know because the point of those get them done in a day resolutions is that it's supposed to be something that is fun but also might become part of your life maybe not so much with the flaming drink and the skeet shooting (laughs) (laughs) I might have been a little desperate to figure out something last year too but you know like where it started eat a pomegranate I just ate a pomegranate yesterday like that was a successful resolution it became a part of my life so I'm having a hard time coming up with one of those too Hmm. I was thinking it would be kind of funny to say something like I want to kiss a stranger (laughs) (laughs) or hug a stranger because that would be so something that you couldn't do in 2020 right but then well when would we even be in a position where some stranger would go for that (laughs) (laughs) we don't know so I don't know. I don't even want to resolve to do that. Uh, it's hard. I feel similar, but I feel like this year has taught me or us in general that like when you say I'm going to do this this year, you make a commitment. There's a new sense of lack of control over the circumstances in which you could say I am going to do this. This year at Christmas time. I have spent Christmas time at home, and by home I mean like where one of my parents was living or my sibling was living, since when I was in college, basically. So I'm used to spending Christmas away from my family of origin. But this year was different, and this year my mom sent me this video of, you know, the house, and she just kind of panned around and showed me all the Christmas decorations that she'd put up. And I had a very strong reaction that I wasn't expecting, and I started crying, and... I realized how much I wanted to be home for Christmas, to be with my mom. Even though I didn't grow up in that house or even that town, 
but just to be with people you know that raise me at least my mom you know be with siblings be in my home country all of this and I made a decision I was like next year we're spending Christmas with my mom period but then I was like can I really be sure that that will happen and I think that that is like a new realization that a lot of us have whereas before it was like I'm gonna do this I made this decision I'm going to do it period it's not that cut and dry anymore. And even if this pandemic hopefully has been resolved through vaccines and et cetera, by Christmas next year, by Christmas 2021, I just have this realization that anything could happen. You just don't know. There's so much more a sense of not being in control now mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It's a kind of a humility thing as well, like admitting that you're not in control of the, of the universe. <laughs> Sometimes you don't get to decide what you do. Mm-hmm. But that said, New Year's resolutions. I came up with one that I mentioned in the mini episode, Merry Christmas from Aurelio. And that is that I'd like to start taking piano lessons. Yes. I'm not 100% committed yet. <laughs> I have to be honest because I have to look at my budget And I have to see if it really fits in with my budget and makes sense financially because it is a bit of a money commitment. But I'm like, I have the time now to practice. Whereas before, I literally, like there was no time in my schedule, even for 20 minutes a day to practice piano. But now I can find that time pretty easily if I want to. You know, I've always wanted to get better at playing the piano. I feel like this is the time. We have this great piano teacher who teaches Aurelio. She comes to our house. She could just teach me right afterward. You know, it would be pretty convenient. That's what I should do. And every Christmas comes along. And I love Christmas music, especially like the Christmas carols. We wish you a Merry Christmas, etc. I would love to be able to sit down at the piano on Christmas Eve and play this music and have everyone sing along. I'm just not there yet as far as my skill level. And even like simple versions, I could pick my way through it, but I couldn't play it at tempo and stuff. And so I kind of made that resolution, but... I'll admit that I'm not 100% committed to it yet. I'm still thinking about it. Yes. And, and the real question, does your mother have a piano? Yes, she does. Okay. So at least if you were to learn and you do end up back in the United States for Christmas next year, you could play the piano. Because what a disappointment that would be <laughs> if you practice all year. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to your mother's house and you're like, oh, no piano. Well, no, no. She has a beautiful grand piano that she used to play Christmas music on when I was little. So yes, that that would be the best of both worlds. That would be awesome. Well, I think for me, the only one I could come up with is, and one that I would like to do soon, is that, as you know, for the last couple of years, I've been working on this memoir that hooks Tom Cruise's filmography to aspects of my life. And I would really like to be done with this project now. Mm-hmm. And so my goal is that hopefully in the early part of 2021, I get it done. And whether or not it ever makes it into the world, who can say, but I would like to move on to working on something else. Okay, so I'm going to be your pragmatic life coach on this for a second. What are you going to do in your daily life to make that happen? Well, one thing that maybe I guess is sort of a resolution, but sort of not, I would like to be better about getting to work in the morning earlier because I have a tendency to, you know, well, I definitely have to eat breakfast because I wake up starving every morning, but we're working from home. I don't necessarily have to shower prior to going to work, but I often do shower, fix my hair, basically all these things where I could be like sitting and writing during that time when your mind is the sharpest, basically up until noon. I'm going to challenge you to try something. Okay. You don't have to try it forever, 
Try it for a week. Okay. You say you always wake up hungry, mm-hmm. but I, in my experience, if you start skipping breakfast or push it back after a little while, you won't have that hunger because most, most of those hunger signals are because that's when you usually eat. Your body is expecting to eat at that time. Mm. When I don't eat breakfast, which is most days, or I, I push breakfast back until like about 11 or 12 and then I skip lunch because I actually love breakfast food. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I eat breakfast at like 11 or 12. I find that I'm much more productive in the morning when I skip breakfast Hmm. because there's a lot that goes into breakfast. There's the preparing of breakfast. There's the sitting down and eating and maybe you're reading a newspaper or reading a book while you're having breakfast or scrolling your phone and that's going to distract you mentally. And then there's the cleaning up. And if Derek's there, you're chatting with him. Whereas if you just get up, fix your hair, which your hair is perfect. You don't need to fix it. You just (laughs) run a brush through it, Katie. You have the perfect, beautiful hair. (laughs) Take a shower if you absolutely must, although that's another thing that I've never understood is like showering in the morning. I'm a shower in the night kind of girl. Try to hit the ground running. Try to eliminate as many things that you have to do in the morning as possible because I do agree with you that your mind is sharpest in the morning. For most people, there are night owls, but uh, most of us, our mind is sharpest in the morning and just try to skip breakfast, push it back, and then let it be something that you look forward to. Like, for example, I can have breakfast when I finish this chapter. Or I can have breakfast when I've written 500 words. So it's like a reward you're giving yourself. Well, I could give it a try. Yeah, I mean, just try it. Like I said, the first couple of days, you're going to be very distracted by hunger. But I, I promise you that will go away after a while. Yeah, well, and I think it's important to get this project gone. Not because I don't like the piece. I really think it's good. But it's a memoir. It's about really painful things. And like some mornings, you don't want to wake up and be like, okay... <laughs> let's dig back into this you know (laughs) it's burdened and slow because of how difficult it is I can't imagine it's so easy to write in platitudes when you're talking about difficult things and so half the time I'm sitting there going okay what do I like I'll write a line and be like no what do I really think Mm. no what do I really think and and so it's just painstakingly slow that sounds so hard which is I think in part why I don't ever have any resolutions that are like, I'm going to better myself because I am bettering myself by writing this thing, you know, just by all of the personal self-awareness and processing that needs to be done. Yeah, it's like you don't have to ever go to therapy ever again. Oh, well, I go to therapy and we talk about it. We talk about, (laughs) you know, I'm having trouble figuring out how this aspect of Tom Cruise's life fits into (laughs) this chapter. Well, I know that you can do it. And I think you should give yourself a deadline, like maybe April 1st. Oh, no, I have a much more ambitious deadline than that. I want to be done with it by the end of February. Okay, March 1st. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Maybe even earlier, as fast as possible, is sort of how I feel about it. Maybe by your birthday, which I continue to hope that you will be spending in Rome, but it continues to look like it won't be happening. Yes, I know. This pandemic is not getting settled <laughs> fast enough. So, well, is there anything else you want to toss on the table before we end this episode? I mean, I'd like to re-up my getting a book deal for Saving Caravaggio. I'd like to throw that back in the mix. And I feel pretty confident about it. I mean, hey, we'll listen back on this next year and maybe... <laughs> let's let's be positive, though. I think it's going to happen. Let's hope that by next year we both have book deals. How about that? Yeah, why not? And since we're being ambitious, the book that I'm plotting out and outlining right now. I've never done an outline like this before, so detailed and so thorough. And once I'm finished with it, which I'm hoping will be in the next week or two, 
I feel like like I'll be able to write this book super fast because I just it's in my head already. It's like the whole thing is there. I just have to write it. And so um, I'm going to set myself the goal of finishing it by the end of next year. I mean, I should be able to finish it before that. As an absolute, I have to finish it by New Year's 2021. I have to finish it. You know, I have a whole year. I can get it done. Okay. So if we're going to be really ambitious, because as we said, nothing is predictable for next year. Really ambitious. I also would like Tom Cruise to read this thing and tell me, one, what about his life I've gotten wrong, which would be helpful. Okay. I mean, I researched a lot, but you know, it's not a be all end all. This is what Tom Cruise's biography is. Right. I mean, it's more about his films than about his personal life. Yes, that's true. But I'd still would love his take on it. Yeah. But you know, I have not in my research so far, have not figured out how in the world I get to Tom Cruise. So if any of you know him, let me know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that might be something that once you get a book deal, the publishing house might be able to help you out with more. Oh, I'd much rather find him myself. Well, I know you would, but I'm just, if you at know. all possible. Well, okay. Well, someone <laughs> listening, if you're friends with Tom Cruise or work with him, get in touch. Yes, please do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, should we leave it there? I think so. I think, you know, I mean, making any more grand resolutions when we don't know what we're facing might be a little bit uh, pointless at this point. But then again, sometimes it's fun just to throw out the ambitious things and just be like, hey, why not? <laughs> why not? Anything's going to be possible in 2021. Well, I mean, the worst that can happen is that we don't accomplish these goals. I've just named, listed mine, and I accomplished only one of them. And it's not that painful. So Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. Well, and I'm also open to suggestions for anybody who has pops into their head. I know what you could do in a day. Well, during this pandemic, feel free to send in resolution possibilities for things like try a pomegranate. Mm -hmm. That would be interesting. I'm open to suggestion. You can always reach us through the bittersweetlife.net. That's our website contact us page there or through social media. Yes, we are on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. So please follow us there if you haven't already. And we always reply to all of our messages through those mediums. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Bye. Need more show? Bonus episodes are released every single month at patreon.com slash The Bittersweet Life podcast. For as little as $5 a month, you'll get to hear even more. You'll find a link in the show notes. And if you jump on board at the $50 level, you get to dictate what topic we cover. For example, one Patreon subscriber had us do an entire show on cuteness. Become the director for $50 a month and support the show you love at the same time. Thanks for listening. Tell all your friends and we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>